This sermon is brought to you by Buford Road Baptist Church. The speaker today is Pastor Tony Cahoot. So now let's look at 2 Peter, or 1 Peter. I want you to look at this, 1 Peter. And we're going to be in chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2. And I want to pick up where I left off with verse number 13. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 13. All right, so let's look at this. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 13. The word says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake whether it be to the king as supreme. Now there's a continuation of that verse, which leads into verse number 14. So let me deal with the first part of this. We, we are studying First Peter verse by verse. That's called expository teaching. Or if we were preaching the style on Sunday morning, it would be expository preaching. Expository means verse by verse, word for word. That's what this is about. So let's look at this, because no one has seen the likes of the times that we live in right now. And there are so many things that are spiraling downward at the speed of light that is contrary to the Word of God and contrary to our faith. I preached a little bit about that in the introduction to the sermon on Sunday. I've said many times recently in several sermons that today in today's world, by philosophy or ideology, religious beliefs, persuasive opinions, things that used to be right are now considered wrong and wrong is now by the majority considered right. We cannot escape the fact that God still calls sin, sin. We cannot escape that. But the world is spiraling downward in its belief systems and perspectives. So what does the church do? What does the body of Christ do? In times like these, how does it affect us as believers? What, what does God expect of me and you in a world that's gone nuts? In a world that's going crazy? In a world that has completely turned its back on him? Because we're still called to meet and and we need to be meeting because COVID is gone. I mean, it's not invisible. There's COVID places, but so is strep throat. So is the flu. So is pneumonia. All of these things, it's time to get back to business. But here's the thing. You, What, what does God expect? He still requires us to meet, to congregate, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together, still in the Bible. You know, I'm convinced at times... People have preferences about 
what, oh yeah, you can preach about the old rugged cross and they'll say glory, hallelujah. And you can preach about the empty tomb. They'll say, oh, glory, hallelujah. You can preach about the blood of Jesus. You can say glory, hallelujah. But when you start preaching about forsake not the assembling of yourselves together or bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, when you get to stuff like that, that's not popular, even among professing Christians, certainly adverse to those in the world. But, but let's get real with this, because this, this is not just some random verse that Peter decided to insert in this great exhortation when he says, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. So, as a believer, when, when ungodly people who are in charge of the governing of our our community or the governing of our state, our commonwealth, or the governing of our country. And they come up with this stuff that we know. I mean, you, you don't have to have much of an IQ at all to know that much of what's happening in our world today is completely contrary, not only against the word of God, but against common sense. Common sense. Okay, so we're believers. We have a Bible. We have a church. We belong to a church. We live in this nation that has completely gone crazy. But we come back to a scripture like this. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Whether it be to the king as supreme... Now, let me say this. We should always obey the laws of the land unless they require us to abandon our faith. Now, are you listening very carefully? It doesn't matter what it is, who's the president, who's the governor. As long as it doesn't require us as believers, as an ecclesia, part of the new, local New Testament church, to abandon our faith. And let me give you a cross-reference here. You might want to write this verse down uh, beside verse number 13 here in, in 1 Peter chapter 2. But the scripture that I want you to see is found in Acts chapter 5 and verse number 29. And this verse goes hand in hand with 1 Peter 2.13 because the scripture says this, then Peter, and you have to remember, he is, he is writing, he is speaking this portion here in Acts 5, but he's also giving us the exhortation in verse number 13 here in 1 Peter chapter 2. But this is what he says in Acts chapter 5, verse 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. And this is talking about if what is being required of us is to abandon our faith and to renege on the word of God, turn our backs on the Holy Spirit, to go against our understanding of what God's word declares from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We believe that all scripture is given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. 
And so the emphasis, why? Pastor, why should we as believers, why, why should we do what raven lunatics ask us to do? Why, why should we? I'm a Christian and I'm against all of that. But listen, again, as long as it doesn't require us to abandon our faith, because this is what Peter says. This is very important. He says, for the Lord's sake. What does that mean? That means for testimony. Because we're called to be sought in light. And people are looking at us every day. They're watching us. We know what the word says about judging. It's not in the best interest of any Christian to judge us, but I guarantee you we are being judged every single day by the world. But Peter says, for the Lord's sake. Now, Paul had the same opinion and he was of the same persuasion that Peter was under when he penned these words. And I want to show you what I mean. So turn with me, if you will, to Romans chapter 13, just for a minute. And I want you to see this. I want to read the first seven verses for you. And you can see that Peter and Paul, they're working in concert. They're working in harmony. They're on the same page. They're together in spirit and mind. And so Paul is saying this in Romans 13. He says, beginning in verse number one, he said, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God or authority. The powers that be are ordained of God. God has ordained the structure of government. He has ordained the structure of authority. And he has appointed, he has appointed authority. In verse 2, Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he that beareth not the sword in vain. For he is a minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay ye tribute also. So let me just give you an illustration right here. It's, it's the law that we pay our taxes. Now, if you feel that you are overtaxed or that the government, I know people that have a conscientious objection to paying their taxes and they're fools because they're going to end up in jail. But the consequences are going to come out of that. So the thing is, just because we are believers... Now, I was talking, I was talking to a very dear friend, precious friend the other day, who's of the Mennonite persuasion. And, and I was sitting in his living room. He had 
just come through a real bad spell and I was talking to him and uh, had prayer with him. And we got to talking about our faith and our our denominations and there's really not not a whole lot of difference. There, there's some uh, differences in, in the Baptist persuasion and that of the Mennonite faith, but not heresies, not worlds apart. But there are some differences. But they have the the mindset that they will not, under any circumstance, fight in the military. They don't believe in that. Okay, so suppose that, and let me say this, that's, that's really, you can't pull out a chapter and verse on that. That's, that's a persuasion. That's, that's something that has been passed down through the, the lineage of, of that particular denomination. Uh, because it's, it's the duty of every, every American to defend the homeland in some way or another. If we don't, we're going to end up like Ukraine. And they're in a mess right now. And by the way, it's my opinion that we should be doing a whole lot more to help them. But nevertheless, you know, back in the 60s and in the 70s, we've got some Vietnam veterans in here. Just Let me just use that as an illustration. I could give you many. Uh, but there were people that were burning their draft cards down on Main Street in Los Angeles, California. That's not right. That's not right. The word of God, so, so the point is this. What, we have stop signs down here at the end of the highway. We get on Midlothian Turnpike, we got a red light. We, we need to obey the traffic signs. There are so many things that we, we might feel that's not right, but it doesn't give us any excuse to be fools to the world and to be of a rebellious spirit and just come up with the idea, you know what, I ain't doing that. Now, unless, unless the government is asking us to abandon our faith and not assemble in the church house, not preach the word of God, not talk about heaven, not talk about hell. Now listen, if it ever got to that point, it's like what Peter said, we ought to obey God rather than men. But we ought not to be ridiculously insane about this thing. So look at this. Paul said, let me finish it out. In verse number five, wherefore you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For this cause pay you tribute also. One of the things that they accused Jesus of the night he was arrested is that they said he was telling people not to pay their taxes. He didn't preach that at all. In fact, he told them to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar's. He said, for this cause pay you tribute also, for they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Look at this. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. So it, we don't have to agree with it. But I will tell you this, it's a testimony. Peter said, for the Lord's sake, we need to obey the laws of the land unless they are asking us to abandon our faith. 
But let me emphasize something here because we'll get down to it in just a minute how it's important our behavior as husbands and wives and our relationship with one another. Where where does a wife come into to the realm where it's impossible for her to obey her husband? That's a big topic that's in this subject, that's in this chapter, and we'll get to it in just a minute. There are boundaries, there are perimeters that God sets around us and before us, and we are obligated to obey the higher powers as long as it does not require us to abandon our faith. Okay. All right, so look at verse number 14. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 14. This is a continuation of verse number 13, and I've got to finish with this. It's just about time to end. Or unto governors. I'm so thankful that we have a governor over the Commonwealth of Virginia that professes to be a born-again Christian. Now, do I agree with everything that he may do or say or think or feel? I don't know. I don't know the man. But I, I, I have heard him say this, that I know the Lord Jesus Christ is my personal Savior. That goes a long way with me. All right, look at this. Or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment, look at this, of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. Now let me let me set the stage here for this, and I have about 60 seconds or plus to to wrap this up because when Peter was writing this, this is important to the whole thing about obeying the laws of the land, the rulers of the land. When Peter wrote this passage, the ruler of the land of his day was Nero. When he said, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man, the big guy, the ruler was Nero. Now, who was Nero? If you don't know anything about him, he was a tyrant. He was a brute. He hated Christianity. But in all of that, and, and I mean, he, he persecuted the church. He persecuted Christians. He accused the Christians of setting Rome on fire. But look at this. Peter never called for demonstrations or guerrilla warfare. He never called for defunding the police and burning buildings down and to legalize armed robbery. That's not how the Holy Spirit works. Now, Listen, this stuff that you see, that the Holy Spirit is not moving on people's hearts to do this stuff. Now, did Peter find himself in a imposition to where he could have formed a militia? He surely could have, because if you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was the one that drew the sword and cut the right ear off of Malchus. He was, he was gung-ho in that kind of thing. Jesus rebuked him for that. So that's not the way the Holy Spirit operates. The Holy Spirit teaches people 
not to act like the devil, but to be like Jesus. Now, if we're made to compromise our faith and our biblical convictions and to trample upon the blood of Jesus, then, then they can throw me in jail. I don't know what you want to do, but I will tell you this. We, we have an obligation to preach the word. And, and there, this is a big continuation of where I hope we can pick up next week. And so we, we need to stop here. Our time is gone. But this is an amazing study because when you think about everything Peter is saying in verse 13 and 14 and 15 along this line about government, we have to remember the conditions that he was under when he wrote this. He wasn't writing from an ivory palace by any means. So this is a very interesting Interesting subject, and we'll deal with it. And by the way, uh, verse 18 says, submit yourself to your masters. And uh, it, it, it's got a lot to say here about relationships. We'll be getting into that as well. But it's a good time and a good place to stop right here. So may the Lord bless you. Well, it's a good study. Amen. You listen to Pastor Tony Cahoot. For more information, Visit our website at BufordRoadBaptistChurch.com.